This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, later this month, it is the actual crossword day. Yes, there is such a thing. A lot of people like to do crosswords. Sunday mornings seem to be a good time for it. And joining us now is Gwen Sogren, the author of the O Canada Crosswords book. Gwen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hi, Jill. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Oh, enjoying some nice weather here in Calgary for once. Oh, very nice. Very nice. We've got some blue sky here as well. Uh, Talk a bit. How did you first get involved with writing crosswords? Well, I was a longtime solver. Started when I was a kid. And um, then I went into the motherhood route as I got older and decided I needed something to challenge my brain. So I just started to design puzzles and got very fortunate that some American puzzle magazines, published some of my work. And then people kept saying to me, well, why aren't you doing Canadian puzzles? And I said, well, (laughs) because there's really nowhere to put them. So I was very fortunate. I I got uh, one series through Harbor Publishing, and then ultimately I picked up the O Canada series at Book 12. All right. Well, this is, as I mentioned, coming up uh, December 21st is Crossword Puzzle Day, uh, the 104th anniversary of uh, the date that the first crossword puzzle, I suppose we think, uh, was uh, published. Uh, How do you come up with new clues or how do you even start the task of of sitting down and coming up with clues? Well, that's a a broad question. Um, It depends on whether or not the puzzle has a theme or if it doesn't have a theme. Obviously, I use some software to help me fill in the grids with the letters. I prefer to write my own clues, although a lot of the software does have built-in clues that one could use if one wanted to. But I just basically keep a running list of ideas. Whenever something pops into my mind, I've got a little book where I write the ideas down. And it's it's not just like you can take your ideas and plop them into the grid and everything goes well, because sometimes there's a lot of moving of black squares and moving words around to get it to to be a filled grid. But it's just, I, I feel very fortunate because even after 14 books, I still have ideas that come to me. Indeed. Are there some go-tos as far as when you need to fill three letters or there's a space on the grid? Uh, because there does seem that if you're doing crosswords, the different crosswords, oftentimes it seems like there's a bit of crossover as far as uh, the clues. Uh, well, you found the bane of my existence there, Jill. <laughs> My books generally have about 12,000 clues in them. And even though my database has, let's say, approximately 120 words that could go into grids, that's really not very many. And there is a sort of ongoing issue with words that, that come up again and again. So my goal when I have a word, let's say like emir, E-M-I-R, uh, it might come up seven or eight times in the book. So I try and put a different clue on it every time. I also try and separate, you know, if if a nine-letter word has come up twice in three grids, I'll try and do something about that, just so it's not so boring for the solver to see the same word all the time. But it's it's very strange with three-letter words, four-letter words, especially ones that start and end with vowels. There's really a limited selection, right? So you kind of have to just suck it up and live with the fact you're going to have the same words in grids, but you just try and do it differently every time. Right. Sometimes you just have the clue will lead you to emu. Yes. <laughs> That's a definite one that comes up oh, probably eight to ten times in every book. <laughs> um, you mentioned themes. So is it more difficult when there's a theme to the puzzle, though? Because then everything has to be more connected, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, it's not 
it's not just the, the content connection. When you have a theme, um, crossword grids are symmetrical. So let's say I have an 11-letter theme word up in the upper left-hand corner on the third line. I've got to have another one down in the bottom right-hand corner on the third line from the bottom. So it's not just the, the thematic connection of what the theme is about. You actually have to put them in the grid in a certain way to achieve that symmetry. So, for example, I was working through my next book, and I was test-solving a puzzle this week, and I realized, oops, I, I lost my symmetry. I had a clue, uh, an answer on the wrong line. So I had to tear out 25% of the grid to fix that problem. Hmm. Yikes! Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a challenge sometimes. It's um, um, with the themes for me, they're probably the more fun puzzles, and they take a lot more front end work because there's a lot of research. Like I was just referencing the symmetry there. I I can't just have let's say one eleven word answer in the grid that's a theme clue. I have to have two, right? So it's not just looking for one word; it's looking for pairs of words or pairs of phrases that I can use. So it is a bit of a challenge. And and is that a rule in the crossword world, or that's a rule for you? No, like the grid should always be symmetrical. And um, so if you're putting in a theme, there should be symmetry to it. The, the one place where the rule gets broken is in order to fit as much content as you can, I will often put um, a theme clue across what you call the waist of the puzzle, which is the very dead center, so either going horizontal or vertical. Even if there's no theme clue crossing it, that's a little cheat way that you can get a little bit more, especially the Canadian content in. <laughs> All right. Um, do you do cryptic crosswords? Oh, <laughs> I call cryptics the personification of crossword evil. <laughs> um, I wish I had the brain to do them. It's To me, it's a very different kind of mindset to solve a cryptic. I'm full of admiration for people who can do them. I have started in the last couple books to try and write a few sort of cryptic type clues. And you know where that came from. It's what we referenced before, having the same word come up so many times. What can I do differently with it? So I have tried to start a little bit on the cryptic clues, but holy heck, I, I just, I cannot solve cryptic to save my life. All right. I feel better now because neither can I. I don't even <laughs> attempt doing those ones. My dad was a cryptic person, but for some reason I didn't get that DNA passed down to me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had people be mad at you or contact you saying, wait a minute, this this doesn't make any sense? It's so funny you had mentioned that because, yeah, someone wrote in a couple years ago, and it's it's just your interpretation of particular words. But she, she was Canadian, <clears throat> and she was quite incensed that I had referred to a truck as a semi. You know, your big rigs on the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always call a truck semi. And she said, well, here in Canada, a semi is only a, 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 an attached house. And I thought, okay, this must be a local idiom thing somewhere. I don't know where she was from. I felt like saying to her, take a look at an episode of Highway Through Hell, because I promise you we do call truck semis in Canada. But that's an example where someone was quite distressed that, in her opinion, it was not correct to call a truck a semi. Hmm. So, but then in your next puzzle, you could have the clue uh, attached house, and it could also be semi. Right. And with a word like semi, it's a good word because you can use several different things, right? When you use a word like that. But um, I wouldn't say so much mad at me. I, I, I don't think. I think it's more. It's a difference of opinion. Um, another thing. I'll tell you another one that's come up, which is kind of funny. Um, 
couple of years ago, my editor and I just decided we were going to spell donut, D-O-N-U-T, instead of the other way, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, because I do Canadian books, it's always a, an issue between Canadian spellings and American spellings. So usually in my books, a word like donut with the U-T on the end would be at what we would call a variant. So you'd see, you know, bracket V-A-R after the clue. But we decided because because Timmy's uses donut, D-O-N-U-T, we just decided we were going to do that. So I'm still waiting for someone to write in about that one because <laughs> that, was, that was a decision. But normally, I always try and use the Canadian spellings. And here, this same lady also had a complaint because I think I had the word um, medalist or meddled or something, M-E-D-A-L-L-E-D. And uh, I think... I, I would even have to check at this point. She thought that I was using the American spelling instead of the Canadian spelling, which I was, but this is where the clues come into play. I said, won a gold in Gainesville. So often in the clues, I will put a geographic hint. Okay, we're looking for the American spelling, not for the Canadian spelling. So just, again, things like that can happen. All right. And, and yeah, you have to be really uh, t- taking notice of those clues. Um, in the newest book, now you have a new format, and this involves, is it four, it's four mini puzzles, and that unlocks a phrase? It is, yeah. I, I have this, this personal theory with 100 puzzles in the book. I sometimes try and do something a little different, and hopefully the solvers will give me some rope, and if I hang myself, I hang myself. This was actually... If you want the long-winded explanation, it was just to do something different. So I took a grid and I broke it into four. So the idea is each of these little mini grids has a particular word, and you take the word from each grid and you make a phrase out of it. So I give you a hint on what the phrase should be. But again, such a learning process because I needed four-word phrases to make this work. And what I discovered was it's very hard to have a four-word phrase that doesn't have a preposition or, more particularly, a two-letter word in it, right? Right. Like in or to or something like that. And, of course, in adult crosswords, you generally are not going to have two-word answers in your grid. So that was a problem. And I also discovered it was very difficult to find a phrase that didn't have the word the that's four-word phrase, and I didn't want every one of them to have that. So you're, you're very good at asking these questions, because originally I was going to do six of those puzzles. But because of this problem with the two-letter words and the the, I openly ended up doing three, <laughs> because that's all that I could make it work. So, so it's just a bit of fun. I like to try the occasional different thing, just because grids are pretty, like I say, the crossword grid is pretty much a crossword grid. But I like to do some circle in the square puzzles, and sometimes we'll put in what we call a rebus, which might be a shape, or uh, even sometimes I pre-fill in the odd thing in the squares, like maybe an ampersand or a plus sign or a, a little circle or something, just to just to do something a little bit different. Do you do crosswords? Um, if I'm sitting at my Honda dealership waiting for my car and the newspaper sitting there with the crossword, yes, it's irresistible. <laughs> I will do the crossword. But for a couple of reasons, I generally don't solve other crosswords. One, because I don't want to subconsciously or consciously swipe somebody else's theme or ideas or clues. 
and secondly, because I'm immersed in crosswords every day. So I solve all of my own, for sure. But generally, I'm more of a, like, I would be more likely to do a word search puzzle if I were to um, be doing something for my own amusement, or I play little word games on the computer. All right. Well, it's uh, fascinating, uh, the uh, clues that you come up with and the fact that you're still able to come up with new uh, and interesting uh, puzzles. Gwen, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate uh, you coming on the show today. Well, thank you very much for putting up with the minutia of crossword design. (laughs) All right. Have a great rest of your day. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.